blessing. One thing about that, it's not fair. If I start with a message and um, it's not going well, I can't switch. Here they just switched and got, got on one song and then got partway through and changed songs. And so anyway, all right. Well, keep your Bibles out tonight. And if you have a piece of paper, what I want you to do is get your piece of paper out and draw a line down the middle of the sheet. And then to the left side, put, the, put a cross. And we're going we're gonna to run a timeline. And what is going to happen is that line that you're going to draw across there, uh, that is going to be time above the line is going to be what's going on in heaven, and below the line is going to be hell. Uh, and, and so anyway, uh, going to hit a lot of things. I'm not, I didn't put anything up on the screen tonight. Uh, so you're stuck with imagination, all right? Uh, but get your Bibles out, and uh, as I was studying for the message this morning's message, uh, I just felt like it, we needed to just sort of do a big overview of what the timeline looks like and how things work together and work in that timeline uh, so we have a better understanding of what to expect. And uh, when people ask us questions, I want to be able to give an answer. Uh, First Peter, uh, give an answer of the, the hope that is in us. And so uh, Matthew chapter 27, uh, where we're going to use for our springboard of kicking uh, off. And of course, the cross is the foundation of everything for the believer uh, and what the Lord has done for us. Uh, but verse 50, it says, And Jesus, when he had cried again with a loud voice, yielded up the ghost. And behold, the veil of the temple was rent in twain from top to the bottom, and the earth did quake, and the rocks rent. Now, uh, with that, we have to recall that in Scripture, everything that is not given in chronological order. So uh, if you go uh, to skip over verse 63... It says, saying, sir, we remember uh, that deceiver said while he was yet alive after three days, I will rise again. So here, what do we have? We had, uh, we had reference now to the resurrection, the three days that was going to transpire, uh, and then the Lord was going to rise again. So go back again to verse number uh, 52. It says, and the graves were open, and many bodies of the saints which slept arose and came out of the graves. What are those next three words? After his resurrection. Okay, so the, the graves opening up, this now is stating what is going to happen, but the resurrection is later going to be explained again uh, with that three-day period. So uh, things that are written. Have you ever told a story and then you say something and then you come back and explain what you've already said? Uh, okay, that is what is going on. So sometimes we read the Bible and we see it here and then we see something down here. Well, this came first. And that is not always the case. So uh, understanding context of Scripture is very important as we put a timeline together. Uh, and so, uh, so here we're going we're gonna to look at things to come. Uh, just uh, a basic uh, uh, 
you know, a mile uh, view looking down at the, uh, the events that are taking place. There's no way for me uh, to go into depth with all of this in a message. So I want to do a, a 5,000 foot view looking down uh, so we can uh, just see the different events, uh, give a summary and move, move along to where we can sort of get an idea uh, of what this event uh, of what is taking place and how things in our, uh, in our faith, how it works together. And so let's pray. Father, I do pray that you would help us open our eyes, our minds, help us uh, to be clarified in our thoughts of, uh, of what you have given to us in, the, in your word. And so we can understand uh, your plan that you've revealed to us. And so I pray that you just bless now, give us insight and wisdom for Christ's sake. Amen. Now, this morning, I did address some of these things, and so I'm not going to go into all of what I addressed, uh, but I do want to just sort of set a, a foundation uh, pre, pre-cross. Uh, there were Old Testament saints that had died, okay? Those Old Testament saints that had died, they went to paradise. Go to Luke chapter 16. Luke chapter 16, uh, and let's look at uh, verse 22. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Luke 16, uh, and verse number 22. The Bible says, And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angel into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and in hell he lift up his eyes, being in torments, and seeth Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented. Verse 26, And beside this, between us and you, there is a great goal fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass uh, to us that would, pat, that would come from thence. And so what we have is, is we have uh, the Old Testament saints that when they would die, they were in the center of the earth, and what we had was a place called paradise. Uh, they did not go to heaven because heaven had not been purchased yet. Uh, that final down payment of Christ's blood had not been made. And so that purchase uh, hadn't taken place. So now they were in, uh, in what was uh, the paradise, which was a holding place. And Hades or hell was on the other side. And so there was a great gulf between the two. Uh, the scripture tells us later uh, that hell hath enlarged herself. Uh, Because what happened was uh, the Lord, uh, when he uh, resurrected, uh, he went back and he he took and received uh, the Old Testament saints and brought them out. So they are then with the Lord now. Uh, So so we have, uh, they they would die, they would go to, uh, the saved would go to paradise, the lost would go to hell. All right. Then we had the crucifixion, 
And then uh, we, we have uh, here now, the Lord died on the cross. He was buried. He rose again. And then that resurrection there, how many of you have heard the term first fruits? All right, the first fruits of the resurrection take place right at that moment when the Lord resurrected. All right, go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. 1 Corinthians 15. So we're going to use our Bible tonight. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 22. 1 Corinthians 15 and verse number 22. The Bible says, For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the, what? First fruits. Afterward, they that are Christ at his coming. And so here what we have is this first fruits, and Christ was the first fruits, uh, but go also to Ephesians chapter 4, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Galatians, Ephesians chapter number 4, and verse number 8. All right, Ephesians chapter 4, and verse number 8, and we're going to read down through verse number 10, Ephesians 4, 8. Through ten, wherefore he saith, when he ascended up on high, he led captivity captive and gave gifts unto men. Now that he ascended, what is it but that he also descended first into the lower parts of the earth? He that descended is also is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens, that he might fill all things. And so here we have the Lord. And so what happened when he went down uh, to paradise, uh, when he was, as the Bible says, as uh, Jonah was three days and three nights uh, in the whale's belly, Jesus was three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. Okay. So uh, we have Jesus was then in paradise. And then when that resurrection came, uh, the Lord was that first resurrection, but not only the first first fruits there, that, that first fruit, not, not the first resurrection, the first fruits, he comes up, but we also at that same time have other saints that were uh, raised again at that time out of the graves. And so they were part of what was called uh, the first fruits. And when the Lord resurrected, he also set captivity uh, captive. He let them free. So he emptied out paradise and took the Old Testament saints to heaven. All right. So, so that is uh, up to uh, the Lord's resurrection. Now, uh, with that then, uh, we see that at the resurrection, or at the, uh, the resurrection, uh, we see the church age opening up. That was the beginning of the church age. You and I are in what is considered the church age. So from the cross uh, to the rapture is considered the church age. Uh, and with that, uh, this time is referred to uh, the Gentiles. And uh, the Bible says that when the fullness of the 
the Gentiles be come in. Uh, and that is referring to uh, the Gentiles being saved. And when the fullness of the Gentiles uh, are in or are saved, that's when the Lord's coming back. And so, uh, so here uh, we, we know that uh, that is when the rapture is going to take place. And so, uh, so the rapture then is the next event that is on the calendar, the prophetic calendar. Now, that rapture, go to Revelations chapter 20. Revelations chapter 20 and verse number 6. Revelations chapter 20 and verse number 6. The Bible says, Blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. All right. On such the second death hath no power, that they, that sh- they shall be priests, uh, uh, priests of God and of Christ, and shall reign with him a thousand years. So, so with that, the first resurrection is the rapture. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. So, so here we have now from, uh, from the New Testament saints, as the New Testament saints were dying, uh, even up until now, uh, there, is, uh, there are those that have gone on before, and now they are waiting for that rapture. Uh, their body has not been resurrected yet. Uh, and so 1 Thessalonians, I guess I should get there myself. Uh, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Uh, Thessalonians, there we go, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, and let me look at verse number 13, 1 Thessalonians four thirteen. but I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them which are asleep. So what, what has taken place was these New Testament believers, they got saved, but some of them died. And now what's going to happen? And there was, there was just no understanding. They didn't have the whole Bible to open up and just find uh, comfort from. They didn't have what we have today. And so now when those believers died, they were these, these living believers were unsure what is going to happen to them because they knew that the Lord was going to come back, but they thought the Lord was going to come back in their lifetime. Uh, what happens to those that had passed on uh, before the Lord's return? And the Lord says, I don't want you to be ignorant Uh, concerning them which are asleep, that ye sorrow not even as others which have no hope. Now, he doesn't say not to sorrow. We lose somebody, uh, there's, there's sorrow. We hurt, there's, there is a void that is there, and there's that absence. And so the sorrow, there's nothing wrong with sorrow, but our sorrow is different. We're, we're not sorrowing because we're not going to see them again. We have sorrow because we have hope. Uh, and as a believer, uh, when a believer uh, goes to heaven, they are with the Lord. That gives hope. That gives comfort. Uh, and so, so here he says, I don't want you to be ignorant about this. Verse number 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them also which sleep in Jesus will God bring with him. Uh, so, so God's going to bring them with him when, when we, at that rapture, for this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain under the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. 
Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, comfort one another with these words. And that comfort is there. Uh, and, and so here we see that the rapture is that next event that is going to uh, take place. Now, go back to Revelations chapter 20. And I want to point something out here in verse number 6. So he said, um, this is the first, or I'm sorry, uh, let's see, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection. On such the second death hath no power. For the save, the second death hath no power. We, we go from life to life. Second death has no power. But listen to this. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with him, what? A thousand years. So now what he's talking about, those that are part of that first resurrection, now those are believers that are in heaven. Okay, the rapture kicks off that prophetic time clock. So then down here on earth, we have the tribulation period starting. But in heaven now, we have some events that are taking place uh, that are going on in heaven. And so with that, we have the Old Testament saints. We have those that uh, have died in Christ and have been resurrected, the living and the dead, uh, up to that point at the rapture. And so then when we get to heaven, there's going to be the marriage, or there's going to be first the, uh, there's going to be the judgment seat of Christ, uh, the judgment seat of Christ, all right? And so uh, let's go to first, uh, or second Corinthians chapter five, second Corinthians chapter number five. Acts, Romans. 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 5. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, look at verse number 6. 2 Corinthians 5, 6. Therefore, we are always confident, knowing that whilst we are at home in the body, we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Now, think about that here. As a believer, you and I should be rather to be with the Lord. Just think of the mindset. Uh, we shouldn't be so caught up down here. There should, be, there should be a desire to be with the Savior. I'm not talking about that we're, we are suicidal. I'm not talking about any of that. I'm just talking about uh, there, is, there should be a love to see the Savior, uh, a desire to be with him. And so uh, just, just being willing rather to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Verse 9, wherefore we labor uh, that whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him, for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he hath done, uh, whether it be good or uh, bad. And so here now we have what's called uh, the judgment seat of Christ. The judgment seat of Christ, for this is a judgment for the saved. All right, a judgment for the sake. This is not whether you're going to heaven or not. This is the, these are those that are already in heaven. 
All right? Now, with that, uh, we labor now. Why? Uh, so we can have, uh, so we can please him. Uh, and with that, then, uh, we will be, we will, there will be this judgment. And this judgment seat of Christ is not for punishment. This judgment seat is either for rewards or loss of rewards. According to that, he hath done. So, so here, we see that one day we're going to see the Lord and he is going to reward us for the things we've done. But sometimes what happens is we serve the Savior, we earn some rewards, and then we lose the rewards. Why? Because we changed our behavior. Have you ever told your child that you're going you're gonna to get them Get them something, maybe. So, so the kids, it was, uh, we would stop on Fridays. Uh, if nobody got a demerit that week, then we would stop and we would get soft serve ice cream on the way home. All right? But if one of them got demerits, nobody got ice cream. You know, peer pressure is a good thing. You know, peer pressure doesn't always have to be negative. It can be for, for positive as well. And so here it was, you know, if, if, uh, if everybody does well, then we stop and we get ice cream. And they knew that they had earned ice cream and then, uh-oh, that ice cream got taken away. All right, and so uh, there, the Lord He has He has rewards and loss of rewards. So the judgment seat of Christ, uh, but but we're in heaven. All right, and so these were rewards. Uh, then there also is going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb that will take place as well uh, while we're in heaven during that same period of time. Uh, according to Daniel chapter nine, uh, that is the beginning of the seventieth week of Daniel. For time's sake, we're not going to go there tonight. Uh, but in Daniel chapter number 9, uh, verses 24 to 27, we have the 70th week of Daniel that takes place. And uh, that is that seven-year period of the tribulation period. The first, uh, the first three and a half years, 42 months, that is, uh, that is uh, tribulation. The second three and a half years is what is called the great tribulation. That entire seven-year period is, is the time that we are going to have the judgment seat of Christ in heaven. It is the time we are going to have the marriage supper of the Lamb. So when we had the rapture, what took place was the rapture of the church took place, the rapture of the believers. Now, who is the temple of the Holy Spirit? The believers, your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, all right, which is in you, which you have of God, you're not your own, uh, 1 Corinthians 6. And so with that, we have that the, the believers are raptured out, okay? Now the Holy Spirit is taken out of the world. We think it is evil here now. Can you imagine what it will be when there's no light? That is what is going to take place. So the believers are in heaven. Unbelievers are down here. The Holy Spirit has been raptured out uh, with the believers. And so, uh, so that is what's taking place. Uh, and when we look back at Revelation 20... 
in verse number six, it said that we shall reign with him a thousand years. So now what do we have? We have these believers that that have uh, have that were a part of that first resurrection, the rapture. Those believers are going to come back and reign. Uh, they are the ones that are going to come back with the Lord and reign during that thousand-year period, which is called the millennial reign of Christ. And so we have uh, tribulation period. Uh, so down here, all of that, which is uh, the judgment, it is called the time of Jacob's trouble. The church age is all about uh, the Gentiles. God has, he went from, he went from the, uh, the Jews who rejected Christ. He turned to the Gentiles. And in the church age, everything is about the Gentiles. Not saying that God is, uh, will not save the Jews. He did save Jewish people. The apostles were saved. They were Jewish. Uh, we have God still working. But as a nation, God has turned, uh, because Israel turned their back on God, God has shifted and he went to what is referred to as that wild olive branch. And that is us. We have been grafted in uh, to the olive tree and uh, that natural olive tree. So, uh, so we then are in heaven. Then we have what, what is going to uh, take place of the gleanings. At the end of the, uh, the seven year period, uh, we find the tribulation saints. And this would be the second part of the gleaning. So the rapture is at the first part of the tribulation. The end of the tribulation, you have uh, what would be called still, uh, it's still first resurrection, but these are called the gleanings of the first resurrection. Uh, go to Revelations chapter 7. Revelation chapter 7. And look with me at verse 14. The Bible says, And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the Lamb. Uh, so back up a little bit. Uh, let's see here. Verse number 13. And one of the elders answered, saying to me, uh, What are these which are arrayed in white robes? And whence came they? And I said unto him, Sir, thou knowest. And he said to me, These are they which came out of great tribulation and have washed their robes and made them white in the blood of the lamb. Uh, go to Revelations chapter 20. Revelations chapter 20 and verse number, Revelation 20 and verse number 4. The Bible says, and I saw thrones and they that sat upon them and judgment was given unto them. And I saw the souls of them that were beheaded for the witness of Jesus and for the word of God and which had not worshiped the beast, neither his image, neither had received the mark upon their foreheads or in their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ a thousand years. So uh, what we have is these uh, these saints, uh, the ones that were saved uh, during the tribulation period. So these are tribulation saints uh, that, are, that are killed. And with that then, they are going to be resurrected. And that is called the gleanings. And so now you have uh, the tribulation saints in heaven. Uh, you have the Old Testament saints are in heaven. You have the believers that uh, were raptured out. Uh, they're with the Lord. And then what we're going to have is the second coming. 
All right, second coming. Now that is when Christ is going to come back down. He is going to set his feet on uh, the ground on uh, the Mount Olivet. Uh, and so uh, this is the second coming of Christ. Uh, and so Zechariah 14.4 uh, talks about how the Lord is going to set his feet up and it is going to divide uh, the uh, uh, Mount Olivet. And the Lord is going to set up the beginning of his his earthly kingdom here. Now, with that process, we are going to have the judgment of the nations. That's what I talked about this morning, uh, those judgment of the nations. And with that, then, we have the division of those who are sheep, the believers, Gentiles, that went through the tribulation period, uh, Matthew chapter 25. Then we had the goats, these are, uh, these are unbelieving uh, Gentiles. And then you had the Jews uh, that had gone through the tribulation. And, and so, and we're alive. So with this then, we find that these, according to Matthew chapter 27, these sheep are, are ushered into the millennial kingdom. All right, so they go into the millennial kingdom. Uh, we, which were in, are in heaven, the Old Testament saints, we are all coming back down with the Lord when he sets his uh, kingdom up. So we will be coming down. The, the uh, unbelieving Gentiles, uh, they then are going to go to hell. Those that rejected Christ, they're gonna go to hell. And then what we have is the Lord sets up that thousand year reign, uh, the millennial uh, reign of Christ. And so we had the, the separation of the goats and the sheep. Uh, we have, uh, that is Matthew chapter 25, 31 to 46. Uh, and so, uh, so we have uh, the sheep, the saved Gentiles. We have the goats, uh, the unbelieving Gentiles. And then we had the brethren, which were the believing Jews. And those are all going into the millennial kingdom. So, so we've had now the rapture. We've had uh, the first resurrection. We've had the second coming. We've had the judgment of the nations. Uh, we've had the uh, millennial kingdom. But now what is going to happen is there is there is going to be the great white throne judgment. The great white throne judgment is the, is the judgment of the lost. So with that then, uh, we have the judgment of the lost. Go to Revelations chapter 20. Revelations chapter 20. And I'm dialing it down. Revelations chapter 20, and look with me at verse number 11. The Bible says, And I saw a great white throne, and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. Now, when we look at these different, these different judgments, the first judgment was the judgment seat of Christ. Where did that take place? Where did it take place? Heaven. That took place in heaven. Then we had the judgment of the nations. Where does that take place? That takes place down here on the earth. The judgment of the nations. Then we have the great white throne judgment. But when the great white throne judgment takes place, what we find is when God has this great white throne judgment, the judgment is so great. The earth and the heaven fled away. There's no place found for them. 
We know that there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Why? Because the first heaven and the first earth are destroyed. So when it comes time for the great white throne judgment, the earth and the heaven are gone. You say, well, where's the great white throne judgment going to take place? Yep. And literally, commentators say, space. We have, somewhere, but the heavens are gone. The earth is gone. But that judgment is going to take place, and, and the fury of that judgment for that to be the case where the heavens and the earth are gone because of this judgment. And it's not just the judgment on the sinners, it's the judgment of sin. The earth is corrupt. The curse of sin is here. Now for that thousand years, the consequence of that curse is removed. But now after that thousand years, now that curse is, it is now going to be judged. All sin is judged. All sin. Not just some. Not just the big ones that you didn't commit, that somebody else committed. All of them. There are no small sins with God. And so, so we have now that uh, the earth and the heaven flee away. We have the great white throne judgment. Uh, so let's keep reading here. Uh, it says, And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. All right, so, so we have several things. The books are open, so, and another book is open. So we know that there is at least three books. All right, so we have the book of life. All right, then we have the book of works because the, the things that were written in the books was according to that they had done. So the book of works, okay? And then what is the other book that God is gonna hold us accountable to? Bible, God's word. So I believe it's the book of truth, the book of life, and the book of works, all right? And with that, those are, uh, it would be unjust for God to judge us for something that he had not given to us. And so uh, his instruction for us is the Bible. So that, that instruction has been given. So uh, the books were open, uh, which is the book of life, and the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them, and they were judged every man according to their works. And so what do we have here? Now we have hell uh, emptying out. We have the dead that have been in hell are now being resurrected for the final judgment of the great white throne. We have the fallen angels uh, coming up to be judged uh, in the great white throne judgment. And we have Satan being judged in that final judgment, uh, the great white throne uh, judgment there. And so what do we find is that judgment takes place. Look at verse 14. Uh, of Revelation 20, uh, verse number 14. And it says, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. 
This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. And so here now we have that final judgment of all that uh, were, uh, that had sinned, uh, the, the judgment of the sinners, the judgment of the fallen angels, the judgment of Satan. And so that was at the great white throne judgment. And God is such a good God. After that, then, we have a new heaven, and we have a new earth. Go to Revelation 21, Revelation 21, and verse 1, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, uh, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. And God, think about this, and God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for the words are true and faithful. You know what? There's coming a day that all tears are going to be wiped away. There's coming a day where there's going to be no more sorrow. There's going to be no more death. There's going to be no more separation. There's going to be no more pain. And we're going to be with the Savior. So we find here in a 5,000 foot view looking down at uh, what God has laid out for us. He has a plan. Now what part of that plan are you in? Are we saved? Man, for the saved, it just gets better from here. For those without Christ, there's no party. I don't know how many times I heard heard buddy say, ah, I'm going to die, I'm going to go to hell and party with all my friends. There's no party. There's absolute judgment. And with that, God lets us make that decision. He has given every one of us a free will. And for the saved, we see the trajectory. Next thing that's on the radar, we're going one of two ways. We're going by the upper taker or the undertaker. One of the, one of the two ways. All right? We're going, I'm going to heaven. And and if I, if I die of a heart attack, uh, I'm going to heaven. Uh, if the Lord comes back, I would just assume the Lord to come back. I don't want, I don't want to say goodbye. And I don't, I don't want to leave somebody else hurting. I think my family would hurt. Uh, and, uh, uh, but I, I don't want to leave them in a place where they would be sorrowing. I, I would just assume the Lord just come back and take us all to heaven. And that might happen. It very well could happen. But if you're not saved, you don't have that hope. That decision is the decision that only you can make. Have you personally 
accepted Jesus Christ as your Savior. If you've done that, man, one way or the other, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. But if not, rich man, we go back to Luke 16. The Bible says that Lazarus died and he was in Abraham's bosom. He was, he was there in paradise. But the rich man died. The Bible says that in hell he lift up his eyes being in torment. So let's make sure that we're on our way to heaven. Saved. All right? If you're not saved, get saved. Say, Pastor, what would everybody think? They would think, praise the Lord. Well, they already think I'm saved. Doesn't matter. I'm not going to hell for anybody. I would rather somebody think, man, I thought you were already saved. Nope. (laughs) I would rather that be the case than living life without that hope without that assurance, without that confidence. So things to come. Uh, we, have, we have a lot to be thankful for. And it all starts back at the cross. That gives us foundation for everything that God has done. So thankful for that. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for being a God that not only uh, is powerful enough to create, but good enough to include a plan for us. And we thank you for what you have given to us. Thank you for the Savior. Thank you uh, for your Bible that reveals who you are to us. Thank you for a place called the church where we can grow and learn and where we can uh, uh, sharpen one another and help one another. Uh, But Lord, I do pray that you'd help us as we look at your plan and may uh, we be in accordance to what you would want us to do and to be. Help us to live the way you'd want us to. Uh, Speak to hearts as uh, there are needs for each and every one of us. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen.